You know, that is my all-time favorite Kelly Clarkson song. Is it? Oh, my all-time favorite. And that's from the period. Remember when she was the original American Idol? We talked about this. Was like, God, was that 18 years ago or something like that? Or 19? It's been a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah, Um, it was. Anyway, she was like, she was the cute little, you know, waitress from Texas. And and I'm not making fun of her. I'm not making fun of her. I mean, she's an extremely talented woman, okay? Yes, she is. But during the, her, her transition period, they turned her into like Joan Jett, kind of like yes, female, they did. female rocker. Okay, that song is from the album where she... And I saw her, God, years ago when we had one of the NCAA basketball uh, playoffs in St. Louis. They had a big festival in downtown St. Louis when people actually went downtown. And I'm not making fun of downtown. I am making fun of downtown. I love downtown St. Louis. I am just really sad what's what's happened to downtown St. Louis. It's a You're mess. You're not the only one. It's a mess. And it's it terrible. Is. Anyway... They had it on the mall there, and she had a free concert. And I went and saw her. She was phenomenal in concert. And she was in her, her like, her Joan Jett era where she had the tight jeans. And, you know, she had, like, that, you know, like, hey, I'm going to kick your butt if you don't listen to my music. You know, she had that kind of attitude. You know, she had, like, sort of that punk rock, rock, rock attitude. That video is one of my all-time favorite music videos where it starts out that she's in an apartment, and it looks like her apartment. And then it turns out it's not her apartment because she's destroying the apartment. It's the apartment of her of her girlfriend or, or her boyfriend's new girlfriend. In other words, she got dumped by this dude and she, somehow it's either his apartment or her apartment. It's the, I guess it's their apartment. They're now living together. In other words, they this this dude dumped Kelly. Why would you dump Kelly? I sure as hell wouldn't. Anyway, he, this dude Nobody dumped... Nobody in the right mind would. Right, not me for sure. Uh, anyway, this dude dumped Kelly, and now he's living with this another girl. So she sneaks into the apartment, and she trashes the apartment. Good. Tra- I mean, just trashes it. And Trashing the apartment of a squatter? Well, what's interesting is it's interspersed with her in concert singing the song she's up on stage and i'm telling you she's like rocking it you know and you got the the power you know you got the power chord guitars behind her and you got you know all the guys the you know the rock and roll guys all the long hair you know hippie freaks freaks. right long-haired hippie freaks (laughs) sign sign everywhere sign okay yep people going like what's he talking about the gen zers are going that guy doesn't make any sense. One minute he's talking about rockers, next minute he's talking about sign, sign. We have once again, you have to be an old guy or an old gal to know. You know it's funny because my son even knows that song because when he listens to Clue, he my, listens to Clue. He listens to Clue, Clue, uh, all, all that seventies and eighties stuff. Okay, so anyway, it's a great video. If you get the chance to watch it, it's it's and and what's so good about it is. The one scene at the very end, I'm not going to spoil it for you. There's the one scene at the very end where she's got this 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 look on her face. And once again, if a look could paint a picture of 10 million words, that was the look. That was the look. God, it's such a good song. Um, And what part of that wasn't ruining the ending? Well, you just have to see what the look is because if you see, oh, it's the it's the okay. last twenty seconds of the video. When you see what happens, it's like it's one of those things. It's like PBMF, if you know what I'm saying. You know what PBMF is? Yes. <laughs> right. That's that's what it is. It's PBMF. Okay, and she's just got this look on her face, like, look at me, look what I did. Ooh, it's like a little kid. You know, if you got like when your kids are growing up, it's like your when your little kid does something like he you know gets into something and he covers himself with like chocolate syrup or something like that, and you look at him and you're mad at him. 
You know, with the, or like when they take um, a Crayola right. and sit there and draw on the walls right. going around the room. And you, you walk in and your first reaction is, oh my God, I can't believe my kid did that. And you go like, oh, isn't that so cute? You know, you yes, know I mean? that it's, was pretty much it. Right. You go from being ticked off to like, oh, look at my little kid. He's covered it's himself it. in chocolate syrup. Oh, I got to take a picture of this. But I'm so mad because he got it on the carpet. You know, that yeah. kind of, you know, that kind of a lived in an apartment and <laughs> Tiffany right. had a friend. His name was Kevin. Kevin, right. And um, I just, all I know is that they were really quiet and I was talking to Kevin's mom, who was my friend. And um, I'm like, you know, it's awful quiet. And you go in, <laughs> you're standing at the door threshold and there are scribbles on the wall, all the way around the wall, on the furniture, anything in the way. And you hear Tiffany going, bigger circles, Kevin, bigger circles. <laughs> they want, they it want, was cute. They wanted to have, they, they didn't like the circles they made. They wanted them to have bigger circles. Tiffany wanted them to make bigger circles. So the circles actually start out little, you know, little. Why would and you... then they sit there, and then they get bigger and bigger Hold and bigger and bigger this and bigger when, and this more was, and more. This was when all she was. The room. This is when she the was door, a kid. The door jam, everything. This is when she was a kid. Yes. Oh, this is your daughter who did this. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. It sounded like I didn't quite understand. It sounded like you know I didn't quite. Anyway, I didn't quite understand. She didn't she do the, the the drawing on the walls. Kevin did. Okay, and the Kevin is who. A friend of hers. Oh, okay. You weren't using your listening skills, were you? I, I you know, sometimes, Shelly, I, you know, you, one minute you're talking about Japan, the next minute you're talking about, you know, uh, onion rings at White <laughs> Castles. And I'm going like, I mean, you know, you just bounce all over the place. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, bite I, me. I never do that. I never, ever do that. <laughs> Dude, uh, you, you're like a ping pong ball. <laughs> ping, 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 okay. Ping, ping. Uh, the smartest woman in the world said she had babies in the middle, so she couldn't fit in her leather pants till about a year ago when she divorced her dead, her dead weight. Now, hold on a minute now. Uh, her dead weight. I mean, she said, I mean, how do you know the guy was dead weight? The guy could have been a nice guy. You know, don't, don't you fight. You know, yeah, he, because that's why Kelly Clarkson would divorce him because he was a nice guy. Okay. I'm going to say something right now, and I got. I need to talk about Jack Sweeney in a minute because I think this is pretty fascinating. Okay, I don't even know who that is. Well, I'll, you do know we talked about him, but you just don't remember talking about him. Okay, you talk about people who stick together. Okay, now think about this for a minute. If you are like, for example, you when you worked at the FAA, you probably had social events around people that you worked with at the FAA, right? Um, in the beginning, but the last 10 years or so, no. Well, I mean, but like when you first take, when you first get a job, like in the radio business, you know, like when I first got in the radio business, everybody get together and they'd snort cocaine, you know, except for me. I didn't do that. You know, called me a weirdo, called me Mr. Straight. I don't care. You know, it was something that I, and I just didn't, you know, a, was it your, was it your dealio? I'm not a druggie. I've never have been. Yeah. I don't take, I don't even Tiffany take. Tiffany was like, is, is like that. I don't even take prescription drugs. And you know, and once again, I don't understand the whole marijuana thing. I don't understand what's so great about it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. 
But yet, I'm not going to be the guy that's going like, well, if I don't get it, you shouldn't get it either. You know, I'm to the point where I'm right now saying, I guess this is my libertarian streak. Hey, man, just, you know, you know, you know, just legalize everything. You know, you know, how do we get rid of the cartels in Mexico? Hey, what are they selling? You know, grandma cocaine's going for, what, 100 bucks? The government sells it for 50. Run those guys out of business, you know? I mean, it's like, it's, 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 it's capitalism 101. You know, if, if you got a competitor, you want to kill your competitor, just undercut them, you know, to the point where, you know, and once again, government, hey, you know, we can produce cocaine for, for you know, 25 cents a gram and we'll sell it for 50 cents a gram. And the, and the cocaine dudes down in, in, you know, the drug cartels in Mexico are charging $100 a gram. We'll charge 50 cents a gram. We'll run those guys out of business. Okay. Anyway, where was I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> this is not my fault because I didn't say a word. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, you know, see, you see, once again, like, for example, baseball. OK, if somebody came along and like if the rascals, the River City Rascals, maybe the Hooters, if the Hooters could figure out how to do really good baseball and the charge hoots. and charge five dollars for a ticket, you'd run the Cardinals out of business. The Cardinal, oh, we can't compete with those guys out in O'Fallon. They're charging five dollars a ticket. Our tickets are five hundred dollars a ticket. It's like, once again, it's like, you know, nobody has any money, but yet you watch the Super Bowl and they sold the place out and the, the cheapest ticket was like $10,000. Okay, who's got that kind of money? I mean, would in your... In your There's a lot of people that have that kind of money. In your wildest dreams, would you pay $10,000 to watch a football game? No. I mean, I mean, would you pay... Nor would I pay $60,000 for um, a dentistry thing well no but would you pay would you pay ten thousand dollars to watch anybody in the world as a concert if someone said to you oh my god so-and-so is coming to concert and the te- the seats are ten thousand dollars a piece would you pay that no I, but I, I don't have that kind of money but if i thought in that kind of money i probably would once again because ten thousand clearly ten thousand to somebody who's got more than ten thousand in the bank they can do a lot more than I can with my $10. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. This past weekend, I met a guy. And if I told you what the circumstances were, you'd really laugh. I met a guy that I I answered an ad on Craigslist, okay? <laughs> you can find this funny. I answered an ad on Craigslist because this guy's got something that I wanted to buy. What was it? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Because I can't really talk about it. And it's sort of weird. The reason I can't, because it's 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 not anything illegal. It's just something that if I mention what it is, I don't want to know anybody I'm trying. And no, I want don't know anybody to know that I'm trying to buy this. Okay. I met this guy who I thought was like Mr. You know, Mr. Businessman. I know this guy has got money. I know this guy's probably a millionaire several times over. When I And I talked to him on the phone a couple of times. And I went down and met him at his place of business. When I met him, I thought to myself... This is the guy next door. This is the millionaire next door. This is the guy. This is, this is uh, Mr. Mr. Walmart. No, 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 no. This is guy. And there was a there was a book years ago came out called The Millionaire Next Door. It was a two. There's two PhD professor dudes were hired by one of the big stock market companies to do a research analysis of two of who their customers were and who their pot- potential customers should be. 
And what they did was they came out with the book and they ultimately took their research and turned it into a book called The Millionaire Next Door. The idea being is the guy you see who lives down the street from you who's driving a BMW and you know and you know and he's got a vacation home and he's got this and he's got that and he's his wife's got lots of bling in her fingers and the kids are all you know in designer clothes and stuff like that. That's the dude who's broke. Because and it comes that down, was us. It comes down to it comes <laughs> that down. That was my life. It comes down to net worth. You know, yeah. once again, yeah, if you have a million dollar house, but you owe nine hundred fifty thousand dollars on it, and you got a new BMW that costs fifty thousand dollars, and you drive it off the showroom floor and it's worth thirty, but you still owe forty on it, your net worth is like you know, if you got all those kind of things, you you take your your assets and you 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 know you you back out your 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 uh you know what you owe, and that's your net worth. So in other words, someone who may be living in a million dollar house may be worth $50,000. But the guy who's living in like Overland or the old part of St. Charles or like, you know, in some of the smaller homes in St. Peter's, that's the guy. And he drives an old, you know, by the way, when I don't know if this has changed, but when they did this book, you know what the most common vehicle driven by uh, millionaires in the United States was at least 20 years ago when this book came out, the most common vehicle driven by millionaires in the United States. Guess what it was? It wasn't a BMW. It wasn't a it was Mercedes. A it was a Ford F-150. <laughs> yep. So the idea being is the guy that you never suspect of having money is the guy who has money. Okay. So I meet this guy and this guy is a real estate mogul and he looked like something off of, you know, looked like some guy you'd see sitting on a bar stool in some little bar in downtown Caseyville or something like that, you know, in Caseyville, Illinois. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like Joe Average dude. And, you know, nothing flashy, you know, clothes, you know, matter of fact, you know, sort of work clothes, you know, you know, work shoes, just Joe Average kind of dude. And God, if I told you the rest of the story, I can't tell the rest of the story. But, and he's a real estate investor. And I'm going like, holy cow, this guy's loaded. I went to a seminar Back in November, and the guy that I that gave the seminar was a guy by the name of Greg Scott out of Detroit. I heard him on the radio last night. He was being interviewed, and he talked about his escapades in real estate investing. Once again, when I met this guy, he's a millionaire several times over now. Several times over. He talks about how he bought a piece of property. Last night, he's on the radio talking about this. Talk, hey, we bought this one piece of property, $14 million. I'm going like, right. And what's interesting is... He talked about the fact that he's in this this club or not it's club it's called Lifestyles Unlimited and and what they do is it's like a real estate syndication kind of club but it's not and he talks about that there are people in this club that they're trying to buy pieces of real estate and they get together with people who are investing money and he talked about this one woman who was trying to buy this one property and she needed 7 million dollars and she's thinking, oh my God, there's no way in the world I'm going to come up with $7 million. I want to buy this property. I think I can make some money with this property. And so she got on the phone and she contacted members of this group. Within 45 minutes, she had $7 million. <laughs> People just, yeah. yeah Did well, you get the number from yeah, her? Go like, will you give me those numbers? <laughs> I'm like, dude, can you give me the digits, please? <laughs> right. Okay. So where were we going with this? I don't know where we're going with this. You were, you were talking about some super secret mission you were on. Yeah. If I, well, okay, but okay, but okay. I'll take it one step. Well, I'm not going to connect the thoughts because somebody will figure out what I'm up to. Okay. Next break. I'll talk about this next break. I'll talk about, I went to an expert and I said, can you help me with this? And he said, no, I don't know how to do that. And I'll tell you that next, that break next, next, next time. Okay. Well, so. don't say the name because we don't want people to know that he doesn't know what he's doing. 
No, the name of the company, I won't. But what's interesting is, is you know, I was willing to pay money to this guy and go, oh, I, don't, I can't, I can't help you. So last night I figured it out myself. Okay, um, oh look, a squirrel. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> that's what. That's what. The, exactly. The smartest woman in the world said. Okay. Okay, Jack Sweeney. Jack Sweeney is the guy we talked about last week. I thought he was was he's a 19 year old college student. I thought he was down in University of Texas. Actually, he's in uh, what Central Far, uh, Florida. Hold on a minute. Let me go back here a minute. I got the wrong thing. I pulled it up the wrong thing on my on my phone. Um, Operator error. Yeah, here it is, right here. I had the wrong date. Okay, Jack Sweeney. I thought he was from a college student at UT. He's actually a college student at University of Central Florida. This is the guy that put up the bot that tracks Elon Musk's jet oh, okay. on He's Twitter. the guy that had the conversation yes. with Elon. He's the guy. He What he did was, and this, this, there's this data in, in, in airlines called ADBSB, or ADSB. Uh, let me see. Yeah, ADSB. And essentially, it's data that when planes are in the air, it sends this data out. It's not a transponder. You know what a transponder is. You worked on those, on that kind of I, stuff with the, with the FAA. It's, it's, and it's, it's a data stream. So what he's done is he put up this site for Elon Musk. So whenever Elon Musk's jet is in the air, it starts sending this data. It sends out a tweet. <laughs> it's, it's called, it, it, and it's at Elon elonjet.com. Or no, it's just at, it's not, not .com, at elonjet. Okay? So... What did he do? He put up more of these, and now it's called, he's got, are you oligarch? And what he's done was he's got all these Russian billionaires. He got all their planes, their, 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 their information for their planes, so you can track all the Russian oligarchs. That's my boy. <laughs> now, what's interesting is... Using his knowledge for good. He's got a table here. He's got Vladimir... He should, he should do that with Putin's plane. Well, he, the one, the, the richest guy is Vladimir Putinin. It's not Vladimir Putin, but it's Putinin. And then uh, Norliski Nikol, Lukiel... I can't even pronounce his name. Roman Abrenovich. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven planes. Leonid Michelson, uh, Mikhail Fridman... Um, Victor Medkovich, I can't even pronounce these names. Here's what's interesting. He has the tail numbers on him, and the tail numbers in the United States are the N numbers. That's what you get when you register to play in the United States. You get an N he number. He hacked something. That boy is no, a No, hacker. no, no, no. This, this, this is all pretty much public knowledge. You can find these things. But what's interesting is most of these planes are registered in, in, in countries other than Russia. They're registered like, you know, they're registered all over the world. And there's a bunch of them that are registered in the United States. Like this Leonard Blatnovic. He's got one, two, three. He's got four planes registered with N numbers, which means that's the United States. Leonard Michelson. He's got a, an N number. So in other words, these are all planes that are registered in the United States. And and what he did was he put up this Twitter and, it, and he says, and his, his initial initial tweet was tracking all of the following. He's got a chart here. It shows all the ones he's following. It's pretty funny. He's got their name and they got the, 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 the tail number of the plane. And, and it's called, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, the, here, let me, I'll spell this. It's at R-U-O. L I G A R C H jets. So, or just think of are you Russian oligarch jets? So if you go and you search that in Twitter and you follow that, it'll tell you where all these guys are. And the one right here, Roman, the, he's got they've got a screenshot in here. This was on March first. Roman Abramovich's 
and his jet is LX-Ray, like LX-Ray, and I think LX is Luxembourg, took off near Moscow, Moscow Blast, Russia, and it shows he's flying a Gulfstream 650, which if I'm not a, six, a 600, six, you know, six, 650, a Gulfstream 650, I believe, new is about $50 million. I may be wrong. Well, but, maybe he got it used. <laughs> these guys at are, the um, they, see the sad. What is it called? The sad part of this is that this is what Russia has degenerated into. You got these oligarchs, who, if you know the history of this, these are all buddies that when the Soviet Union went away, these were all buddies of Putin. And he's given them all these wonderful things. And he's, you know, this guy gets oil, this guy gets gold, this guy gets this. In other words, he gets, Putin is giving these guys these chances to do these things for the government. And they're making all this money. And it talks about, like, for example, they talk about, you know, this whole thing. You know what a golden passport is? I do not. A lot of Is that like the golden ticket? No, no. It's not like the golden shower either. Um I did not say that. Well, remember they accused they accused Trump of that, you know, which which turned out to be baloney. Uh, him, you know, going to Russia and having Rut, you know, have the Russian hookers doing golden showers on. Anyway, the golden passport. See, that wasn't me. Is if you, you have me. there are some countries in the United States in the world where if you have a lot of money, you can buy yourself citizenship in that country. So in other words, if you go to like whatever country well, it is. And, common knowledge. Yeah, but but in the United States, you just walk across the border and it's free. You know, <laughs> it doesn't cost anything. You know, there are times I'm thinking to myself, I'm doing this thing all wrong. You know, I'll talk about that next break. I'm doing life all wrong because I, I have a theory on this. I want to I tell you my theory next break, okay? Okay. And I... <laughs> Anyway, Jack Sweeney, check out areyouoligarchjets dot uh, not dot com. I would keep want to put in dot com. It's just it's on Twitter at areyouoligarchjets. Go check it out. I've already got. I've already. I'm following Elon Musk, and that's pretty e- interesting. You follow him, and that thing works like crazy. It tells you when he just took off, tells you where he's headed, gives you his airspeed, all this crazy weird stuff. It's all public, and it's all public domain. It's all out there in public, if you know how to find it. And some people don't, like Shelly. But that's yes, a whole other story. Like Shelly. <laughs> 728.